Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here tonight to discuss in length Avengers Age of Ultron. We dropped a little, uh, kind of a, just a little teaser first impression cast earlier this week, but now we are here to really give it a go and talk about it in depth, talk about all the characters, all the changes, all the things that happened in this uh, movie, as well as your feedback. All the so socks that got rocked. All the socks that got rocked. That's yes. what we're talking about. Yes, indeed. Um, so, uh, I guess, uh, what are what what do you think of this movie, Jeff? Well, this is time number two of seeing it, and yep. it was. I'd say it was just as good the second time, and that being really, really good. I well, I liked it a lot. Apparently, there's a there's a big fissure on the internet between like people that liked it and the other people yeah because <laughs> like it's either you loved it or you thought that there was no character development and no story yeah we've got some feedback like that and we'll we'll, talk, we'll definitely address that um i i see where some people are coming from with that i think okay here's my here's my now that i've had a few days to think about it and i've watched it a second time my review is this wait 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 before you do that spoiler alert Right, 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 right. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Please, if you're listening to this and have not seen this movie yet, turn it the f*** off. <laughs> uh, we are about to d- just completely spoil this movie. Um, okay, here are my thoughts overall of what, what th- this movie did. This movie was perfect for me. A Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. From an outsider's perspective... I could see not enjoying it. Okay. It's hard for me to look at it from an outsider's perspective because I'm so inside. I so love all these things. But I I was, you know, in the first Avengers, I feel like they did a pretty good job of, you just kind of needed to know who the characters were. Right. But this, this, uh, this movie, I was watching like that party scene when they're going from person to person and discussing things and they're talking about War Machine and they're talking about Pepper and Jane and all these things. There's like a good 10 minutes there where you would not understand any of the conversations. Yeah. If you hadn't seen any of the, the other MCU movies. And so, you know, if you'd seen one or two, maybe you'd catch a couple of the things. But that mo- this movie was hard to understand from an outsider's perspective. I think from an outsider's perspective, it operates almost like, and you're going you're gonna to get mad at me. You're going to get mad at me. This movie operates almost like a Transformers movie. It's got amazing set piece action sequences that if you don't know these characters, feel like they're just running one into the next. Because this movie hits action after action after action. There's very little downtime. And I think if you know nothing about this movie or these characters, it's, it's way better. But if you know nothing, you might just watch it and think, that was really cool. We've talked about Beat Bay. We have. And then you bring his name into this house. <laughs> I did. I did bring his name into this conversation. Uh, but this house. This house. All right. I did bring his name into this house. But I think, I think it's a legitimate thought. Not that this movie is any way the same kind of movie as the Transformers movie. This movie had a lot more, in my mind, story and heart and, char- and, and character development. I, you've heard my complaints about the first Avengers. I don't think the first Avengers had much character development, which is why it wasn't my favorite movie. 
Um, we've talked about that at length in the past, but I think this one really had some character development. I think our characters end in a very different place from where they start. Um, and that is the definition of developing a character. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of those, a lot of those claims people are having. Well, I think most of the claims are just that they don't make us care about certain characters. Like, okay. I was, when I say certain characters, like, they don't make us care about Quicksilver before they kill him off. Uh, I can see that. And they don't really make us care about Wanda too much before they kill her brother off and like show this big emotional breakdown for her. Yeah, which I still loved I, that. I loved it. Like When I saw her breakdown, I teared up. I teared I up really hard. I cared a lot more. Okay, I agree with the people who say they didn't care about Quicksilver. I didn't either. When he died, I kind of felt a little empty about, about it. I was like, eh. But when she responded to his death, which is what matters. Because here's the thing. Quicksilver, they could have made him as lovable as he wanted, but he's not going to go on to the next movie. He's not going to move forward. Wanda is. And so when I saw her reaction, I cared deeply. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I saw her just... I'm already dead. Just whatever. Let me yeah. die on this rock, killing Ultron in a in just like a. And you see, way. like all of the bots around her that just literally disintegrated. Yes, yes, I did. Oh my god, the visual in that is just insane. Yeah, it's it, really close to X three, like the third X Men crap movie. <laughs> but it was better than that because this wasn't just like somebody going nuts for the entire movie. It was just like a quick emotional outburst and then she gets control of herself a little bit yeah 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 i thought that was a beautiful vision of when she's just <laughs> just screaming and like bawling her fists up and just not even not even aiming her powers anymore just yeah. everything in the vicinity is just disintegrated yep uh that was it, it made me nervous because she falls to her knees and the ultron bots are all around her closing in and it was almost like she needed that like death of her brother to take out all those ultron bots <laughs> yeah kind of um, it was it was intense it was really really intense i think also um the one of the one of the complaints that we've been seeing or that i've been seeing rather is that uh, there's no real development of ultron it's just like he's here he's a bad guy this is his plan like, where did he get this plan? How did it come to fruition? Like, why is he now mean mm-hmm. when he was a peacekeeping program? Like, how did this happen? And where did it come from? I thought it was pretty clear in the scene where he's awakening. Yeah. And he's been given only one thing. I want peace in our time. Like, that's his, that's his, that's his motivation. Um, and he sees these flashes on the screen. You see him scrolling through the Rolodex of who's, who is the who are the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. And all he sees is war. And he's like, they have to be stopped. Um, but I actually have a, a bigger theory uh, about who Ultron is and where he came from. Mm-hmm. The Ultron program was inside the Mind Gym. The... the AI that eventually that they download and eventually takes over all of Stark Tower, Avengers Tower, now was inside that mind gym. And at the end of the movie, Thanos goes in and says, Fine, I'll do it myself. Also, we know that Baron von Strucker was working with the mind gym and using the information he was gleaning on it, the computer inside the mind gym, to do something. We don't even know what his plan was. 
but he was building enhanced people, all these things. I think that mind gem, Loki attacked in Avengers 1 with that mind gem, not even knowing that it was the mind gem. Mm -hmm. And then in this movie, the mind gem itself was still a sleeper destructive force caused by Thanos. Maybe. It takes away a little of the uh, elegance of start causing the problem, which I really love. And I still think that's all still there in a character way. Like, he still believes that. But I think that Thanos... I just, I've been trying to wrestle with why they put that after credit sequence of Thanos grabbing the glove and saying, fine, I'll do it myself. Because that, he, he didn't have anything to do with the Earth. That's what I was thinking. He didn't have anything to do with Ultron coming up and, and like, trying to destroy the Earth. But he kind of did. But I guess he might have. Yeah. So that's my thought. It's just a theory, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Or maybe we'll see. And if that's true, if that's the case, if Ultron... Like that voice didn't come from anywhere. We know where Jar- we know where um, the Vision's voice came from. We know where his personality came from. But where did the personality come from? Where did James Spader's voice come from? Like where who who is that mind? Who was that? As as uh, Stark calls it, protocols. Like he says that he dumped Jarvis dumped his memory, but kept his protocols. He's still like as a, as an AI. He still was who he was, Jarvis. Yeah. yeah. What if Ultron's protocols came directly from the mind gym and then he assimilated the information and then went after his end, re- Thanos's end result, which I don't know, just a theory. It seems like Thanos's end result is to collect the infinity stones, though. Yes, but by conquering the Earth in the first Avengers. Or destroying. Or destroying, yeah. We don't really know what his plan for the Chitari was, but he was sending an invading force to the planet Earth. And we don't even know if that's why... We don't even know if that's why he sent them was to retrieve the Infinity Stones. We know in Guardians he's looking for Infinity Stones, but we don't know why he sent the Chitari there. And really, he sent Loki with... An Infinity Stone. So yeah. That, that's kind of strange. It's kind of strange that he was just like, you know what, I'll give this one up for a little bit, and then they'll both come In back. In hopes that I'll get the Tesseract back, I guess was his plan. Yeah. But now he just lost both, so that's a little bad planning on his part. He's just doing a real bad job of gathering them up. <laughs> and we can see in the gauntlet, he's got zero of them. That's right. Well, if you think about it, <clears throat> the Collector had one in yep. the, the ether. And Odin has one in the Tesseract. That's right. And um, now the Novacore has one that came from the orb. Yes. And then now the Earth has one in the Vision's noggin. Mm-hmm. So we've got those four, and then the other two are somewhere else. Yet we have no idea yet. We have no idea about them yet. There's the soul gem and the time gem. I feel I have a feeling we're gonna get the soul gem in uh, Doctor Strange. Like that just makes sense. The soul gem, right? Maybe. It would make sense that the time gem would come up in Ragnarok, though. Yeah, that's possible. Because it would it would be you know Thor wants to not have to die. 
Yeah. They've, I mean, they've covered that in the comics a bunch. Yeah. Like, let's replace Thor for a little bit so that that person can die. And <laughs> Thor can come back and be a hero. Well, that's just lame, Thor. <laughs> I mean, that's Odin's planning. He doesn't want to lose his son. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, okay, so back to our film at hand. <laughs> yeah, let's quit talking about the future and talk about what's going on right now. I, I just thought that was a that was an interesting idea. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I, I, I liked the film a lot. I'm trying really hard, though, to, to step outside kind of uh, very objectively and see what all of these other people are complaining about. And kind of, like, I went into this one, the, I went into this film the second time nitpicking, just expecting to nitpick. Hmm. And, I mean, I came out with some things that I felt a little nitpicky about, but still, overall, I loved the film. It's so funny because I went in. Uh, w- my first viewing was not ideal uh, for a few reasons. There were some bad people in the theater yelling and talking. I was just like, "Oh, oh man, I was God. yelling in the theater the first." Well, time. yeah, but these people were like, "There was a guy in the back, like just talking at a normal volume, trying to make his friends laugh because they'd already seen it at seven o'clock and they were going back at midnight." Uh, and so they were, and I was like, "Dude, this is not everyone's second time." Like, I this is my first. I was real. I was real annoyed. I was like, "I will go tell some children off." Um, <laughs> That's fair. That's but but fair. this this viewing, I had the opposite experience. I guess I wasn't looking to nitpick. I was looking to see... You were looking to see it. Yeah, I was really looking to see it. And I thought this viewing really made me realize how much this movie was made directly for me. And and from <laughs> it, it was. And I felt, as a huge MCU fan who follows this stuff every week, and we talk about it every week, it, it was just... It didn't... You know how they, people talk about movies treating you like you're an idiot? Yeah. And treating you like... Uh, like holding your hand through a plot. Right, This right. movie didn't hold your hand through shit. <laughs> this movie was like... And that may be what some people are mad about. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I really think that, like, some people who didn't like it, and not saying uh, everyone, but I think some people who are having a problem with it... What, what, one reviewer I heard was talking about how it was like watching a foreign movie without subtitles. That was, that was, that was one of the podcast reviews I listened to. Huh. And I was okay. like... I was like, I get that. I can I get, see that. I can see that. From your perspective, you're not a Marvel fan. You liked Avengers. She was just like, I liked Avengers 1. This one just felt like a like a foreign movie without subtitles. And I was just like, I get that. I totally and see. I speak that language. And yeah, exactly. And, and as a person who speaks that language, this movie was made directly for me. And I freaking <laughs> loved it. Thank you, Joss Whedon. Thank you, Marvel. This was great. Twice now, though, you say thank you, Joss Whedon. Twice now, I've said, Joss Whedon, you son of a bitch. <laughs> because he has ended it without saying assemble. And I just that kills me. I loved it. It kills me every time. Absolutely. Just give me that gratification, please. I just want to hear him say it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, man, I had a thought. And it's gone. I doubt it. No, I did. It was a real one. Oh, yeah. Um. In relation to character development, with the first film, with the first Avengers film, we had all of Thor, and then we had the entirety of Avengers, like Marvel's The Avengers, to get really in the head of Loki and understand what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of time for Loki to to really come out as a character and understand him as a villain and really identify with him. Sure. But then with Ultron, we've got this movie and that's it. Yeah, and we had so much else to do in this movie. And we had three other major characters to, to introduce. Like, we so had the people, vision. people that have that problem, I get. But I don't agree. I think James Spader 
his voice just just if they I'd never seen Ultron on the screen that disembodied voice scene did more for me to set up Ultron I really loved that scene that him, was him, a really nice scene oh gosh what does he say he says so many amazing lines in that scene he's like what this is strange this like, is weird uh, it just feels oh, weird I just I just thought his his just the disembodied voice of Ultron made me so excited. I had, I immediately understood the kind of character he was. Mm-hmm. He was a robot who had a mission, and he misunderstands that mission, and then eventually believes he needs to grow past that mission. Um, and you do evolve. Yeah, I didn't like that Ultron was his face was too human. Hmm. In robot form. It was in a weird, uncanny valley place. Where, like, wasn't close enough, but it wasn't far enough either. He had teeth. He had robot teeth. Did he have teeth? I didn't see the teeth. He had you, robot you said that teeth. on Facebook, but I didn't see the teeth. Yeah, he had robot teeth. He had little chompers. No, like, when but he... But they're more like... His, when he was like, don't compare me to Stark. Oh, yeah. He had teeth. I, don't, I didn't see the teeth. I and then to... after, after the incredible shot... At the end, where the Vision is firing his his like forehead beam out of the mind gem, yeah. and Tony's firing his repulsor blast, and Thor is firing the lightning out of the hammer, like that incredible scene where they're breaking down Ultron. Mm-hmm. He um he kind of has like burned away outer the outer shell of his head. Yep, and you see more teeth. He's got robot teeth again. Interesting. In that second form. I didn't see the teeth. But I don't I don't from mind the teeth, though. Form. It's just... It's he didn't him. need teeth! He didn't eat! Well, He's he, a robot! Neither does Vision, but Vision looks badass, and he looks like a human. He, well, I mean, that was the goal. Well, and exactly. I think that's Ultron's goal, is to is be, to look human without he, being human. Well, he, yeah, he's trying to evolve humanity weird. into what he thinks humanity should be. So, Vision... It feels weird. <laughs> this feels... Weird. Um, <laughs> Vision is trying to look more human in each incarnation, and I think uh, when he's Ultron, in, he's trying to look more. Oh human. gosh, sorry. He's trying to look, and and so the body he creates that eventually becomes Vision. I think that is that he, that looks the most human of all, and I think that's so. Him having teeth to me isn't really a flaw there. It's weird. It, it could be weird, but uh, they're useless. I agree. Because <laughs> um, he I can't mean, even throw up in his own mouth. <laughs> I mean, why does he need teeth? I'm not sure why he was so funny. Like, Ultron shouldn't... Ultron's never been that funny I don't think he for was... Me. I don't think he was intending to be funny. Ah, it's weird. I think he, he feels just... weird. I loved how funny he was. <laughs> I did, too. It's just, it was... It was different from what mm-hmm. I was expecting. I'm not sure what I was expecting, to be honest. I just love James Spader, and I trusted him with it completely. <laughs> I was like, just go for it, James. All right, so let's let's talk about the beginning of the film. Yeah. When, in the snow sequence, my first question, with with them not, like, not telling me why or anything, it's, why is Tony back in a suit? Yeah. Why did, because at the end of the, at the end of Iron Man 3, he was ready to, to retire. He was ready to give it up. He yeah. blew up all of his suits, and he looked like he was done, but now he's... Back in suit, ready for action, we also blasting things. Pepper isn't around either. Yeah, true. And so I, I wonder if there's some sort of uh, funky business going on with Pepper. Like, well, she's I got mean, a company to run. True. <laughs> uh, but what he he blew up his suits for her, 
And what if he just couldn't stay away? He just stayed addicted and goes right back to it. We see him pick up the screwdriver at the end of Iron Man 3. And he picks up his uh, his helper. <laughs> yeah. And his screwdriver. And I just think that was that was meant to... He blew up his suits to be like, "Look, Pepper, I don't. I'm not addicted. Not. I look at me." Well, he called it clean slate, so I guess it's wiping the slate clean to start over. Yeah, but there was no like, there was no explanation as to why. No, there was or how he got to this point. There I'm was. okay with him getting to this point because Shellhead needs to be around. Yeah. But and I don't, eh. I don't feel like I would have really cared to hear that expressed in this movie it didn't really i didn't really need that not in this movie i just wish that iron man 3 hadn't happened like it did (laughs) you know whatever yeah i know i know i know (laughs) which by the way we haven't talked about the numbers yet but this movie made 187.191 oh as of today sorry the first day first weekend uh, oh, did they get adjusted? Let me let me look at the numbers. Oh, that's right. I did see a higher number, and I was just thinking it was adding Monday, but that doesn't make sense because it's going to make way more money than on Monday than three, four million. Weekend actuals domestic uh, domestic box office total is one hundred ninety one million. One hundred ninety one million. So it was only it was only sixteen million shy of Avengers one, and so now Avengers one, Avengers two, and Iron Man three are the top. Uh, box office movies of opening weekends of all time. <laughs> Marvel now owns the top three spots. That's pretty insane. That's crazy. And it's only going to grow. They're only going to get more because... Oh, yeah. And I think uh, apparently just, a lot of people moving. think there's some sort of sporting match matches this weekend. I don't know about these things, but there were some sort of sporting matches this weekend that a lot of people are saying took away from the... Uh, Maypack. Yeah. I don't, Maywe, fight. I don't know about these things. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um... Yeah, dude, that that fight, that boxing match, drew so much ridiculous money. Like there were people where I I was curious. I was like, I I don't. Why would people? Are there actually people that went to to watch yeah. the fight and didn't go see Avengers? Like, why would you do that? And I was reading uh, reviews and comments and. People actually did that. People I, actually went to see the fight instead of I heard going a to watch the movie. In Los Angeles and San Francisco, yeah. the two markets that were within driving distance of the May Pacquiao fight, yeah. there was apparently a 40% drop-off from Friday to Saturday of Avengers. Jesus. Just in those two markets. But just that is like probably the 16 million. Like. <laughs> Yep. That's that's insane. So so I think we're gonna get a huge full week. This full week is gonna be huge, and mm-hmm. next weekend we're gonna get a big hit again. So uh, and <laughs> I feel like I feel like sometimes we talk about the numbers too much, and we'll probably keep you guys updated every week for the next couple of weeks on how it's going. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty great numbers. Uh, some people are saying it's disappointing because it didn't hit Avengers two Avengers one numbers, but I just think that's situational, and I think it's going to. I think oh, it's yeah. gonna catch because I think this one has more rewatchability. That Avengers 1 did. Especially if you've seen every other film. Exactly. It's got all those little Easter eggs of everything so else. So many little things. So many little things. Like, D- did you notice how the, like, it may not have been the first scene, but, like, the first few clips that you get are explosion, people running to grab weapons and everything, we're under attack, and then it goes straight out into one long running tracking shot to get... Oh, Everybody yeah. involved. I absolutely. It's noticed. so cool. <laughs> I heard Joss Whedon talking about that shot, and he was saying, you know, they kind of they did that similar shot at the end of the first Avengers. Yeah, yeah. But he said 
That's because they had to establish everything and get the team together. He wanted you to go into this movie knowing what you're getting. You're getting the Avengers together, working as a team. Working really, really well as a team. It was... That that shot was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I was really, like... They they spent a lot more time showing off each character rather than just being like, here's this guy doing this one thing. Boom, that's neat. Moving on. Yeah, I really feel like... As much as the the first Avengers movie, we talked about character development and how I don't think there was much. Yeah. Um, but what, what the character that was developed in the first Avengers movie was the Avengers. Yeah, that's fair. It was the team coalescing as a team. They became a team, which I'm I'm happy with. This movie, each individual character was growing within the team, and it it, it deals with how they function in that in that. Yeah, team. it showed the shift. And I, I just think I, I, I just think it was it was wonderful. Let me ask you, what's your favorite scene in the movie? Favorite scene in the movie? Oh man, probably in the ending fight, in the final fight where Thor is wrecking all of the Ultron bots to get, and he, and he ends up getting Ultron's main attention. It's like Thor. You're annoying me. <laughs> you're annoying me. Or no, you're bothering me. He you're said. bothering me. I love that. I love. I love that Thor has that amount of power. Like, not only is he my favorite Avenger, but like he's still got that amount of power. And they showed him off as more than just like punching and hitting and throwing the hammer at people. Like he was using the lightning. Mm-hmm. He was throwing things into like the the oil tanker, which I'm not sure if it was a rocks on oil thing or not, but yeah, we need to find that's that beside out. the point. Um, <laughs> he ex- explodes things. Like he crushes bots with other bots. Like it's crazy how much it's he does. It's a really crazy good scene. It really is. Um, and, and Thor is just so powerful. They all are. They really just, all are. Every one of them is so powerful and could do so much. And together it's, just crazy and uh, when he goes let's work for a living and they all surround the 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 device yeah and they all fight together it was insane i like that was an insane scene i like that there's an objective in that that was probably close second on my favorite scenes in the movie but i like that there's an objective in that one because like in the first one you've got that tracking shot with all of them back to back Mm -hmm. or the the circular shot where like they all do have to fight but they immediately split up and they all go, you yeah. know, to do they their have own to stick individual things for a while. In that like shot. in this one, they're all working together in this really tight space, mm-hmm. and they have to do it right, or else they all get screwed. And it's so good, yeah, so good. <laughs> it really is. It really is just amazing. Um, my favorite scene is the Vision's birth scene. Okay, um, not just the birth scene, but from the moment he's born and leaps forth from the thing and and fights thor for like a millisecond and then uh, dives at thor dives at thor and then when he stops at that glass and just stares out through the moment when he picks up that hammer i still don't know how i feel about him picking picking up up the hammer hammer is my favorite moment in the movie that was the (sighs) touchdown moment of that movie it's so (laughs) it's so quiet it's such a reserved moment and like it's so serious and so all about how which character is I, which how how can you trust this character and he's like he, the line he says is perfect he says there may be nothing nothing i can do to make you trust me but we have to go Here's and this. then he does the thing the one thing 
that will get all of them to fall in line. And and there's a great look on Thor's face. Like, I just, uh, I feel a little emasculated because I thought I was the only one that could do that. <laughs> and secondly, uh, I'm with this guy. Like, this guy is... <laughs> He's like, oh, well then, yeah, let's... Uh, <clears throat> all right. I'm with Vision. Uh, and from that moment on, not only... Uh, do does the audience trust Vision, uh, but the, the the characters trust Vision? You know, it's yeah. just such a beautiful moment, just completely beautiful. It is a great moment for getting everybody behind him, but like, ugh, I still, it's his thing, it's Thor's thing. Whatever, man. Other people pick up the hammer. It's yeah, fine, but it the happens. Vision never has. Yeah, but this this Vision. This has. is a different universe. Well, it's a I different get it. Vision, and it's a newborn Vision. It That's is. The, we we talked about this on the on the first impressions cast, but it's a new. He's a newborn baby Vision. <laughs> he was born yesterday. Not even learned a word yet. <laughs> uh, he's he's a newborn baby Vision, and he like he is pure. Yeah, he doesn't have any of the. No, I, I or agree dark with side. it. It's I, just perfect. I understand it entirely. I agree with it. It's right. It makes sense. I just. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's that's kind of our first uh, first run at this movie. We're going to go through all the characters in a few minutes, but let's do some feedback. How about that? Uh, let's let's that run down some good. of this feedback that we've gotten over the last couple of days from people who have seen this movie and uh, gout. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was a really really great line. Like as the one liner type stuff goes, that was pretty great. <laughs> Pretty great. Uh, displaced deltoids and gout. <laughs> Sprained uh, deltoids and uh, gout. <laughs> not not dead enemies. Not dead enemies. They're just wounded and, wounded and, and injured at injured the gates of hell. Moaning. Lots of complaining. Oh, gosh. I just I love, love... I love Thor so much. And, like, that helps to cement it. It's that just... was one of my favorite Thor moments oh. of all time. <laughs> Thor is not my favorite character. I know he is yours. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite Thor moments of all time. That was really great. Okay. So what do we got? Right. What do so we got for feedback, my friend? We got feedback. Uh, let's see. Mr. Callum Parr. <clears throat> he, What's up, Callum? Uh, he commented on our Facebook uh, link. He said, I thought it was pretty good. It just felt a bit rushed and poorly explained in some places. And I really don't like James Spader as Ultron. Or the people who decided that they needed to do full Transformers on a robot's mouth movements. All I can see is Spader gumming at his lines through his top lip. I completely understand all of those complaints. Uh, I don't agree that it's Spader's fault. I think Spader's voice was perfect. Um, I will say, the, the mouth thing, we've all, we all, we all, we all talked about it. The mouth looks a little weird. It's, it's off-putting. It's a little off-putting. I don't. I didn't mind it so much. I minded it. I saw it in one of the trailers, and I was like, "Ew, yeah, that bothers me." Well, also in in that in that clip that they released in that in the trailer, about, yeah. In that clip, his voice sounded a lot different. His hmm. voice was a lot more clean. It wasn't robot sounding, if I recall correctly. And then in the movie, it was straight robot sound the whole time. And yeah. that just that feels more real or yeah it feels, it feels more, right. more natural yeah uh, and, and i'll also say he mentions it being feeling rushed and poorly explained in some places i think that goes back to what we're talking about uh i don't think this movie i'm sure they want it to do well with other people but i think this movie goes it never stops to explain anything it just kind of well it does what feige has been saying like there's no more origin stories it's just going to take for granted like with spider-man they're just going to take for granted that everybody knows a spider-man story so when we get spider-man later they're not going to tell you how he happened they'll you just yeah, have to know but that's a little different 
like Spider-Man or have not not getting an origin story is different than needing to know like very specific things about a character's past. This movie was just not... balls to the wall for the fans, I feel like. Well, it's 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 a little it is different but not so different as to be an exact or completely different thing. Mm. Like not I, I hear you. Not explaining you. everything is kind of like them saying you know what's going on. Yeah. And you can I, figure it out. I think this was a little further to that side. But They're putting more trust in us. <laughs> they are. This, this movie puts a ton of trust in the, in the, in the hands of the viewer and says, hey, you, you can figure this out. Um, and, and you can. You just have to think about it. And they know the kind of fans we are. We're going to think about it. We're going to talk you're about gonna it. You're going to have my money. Yeah. You're going to have my money, Marvel. You're going to have my money. Probably again. I'm probably going to go see it again in theaters. This is. I'm going to see it Wednesday. I've already made nice. plans. Nice. It's it's going to be kind of a celebratory. I'm getting a different job that's an upgrade from my current one. Yeah. Um, it's a celebration of that and also a thank you for fixing my computer kind of thing. Oh, nice. So, we, uh, you know. One thing also we should mention in respects to uh, Ultron being rushed. Apparently, the original cut that Whedon turned in for this movie was three hours long. Mm-hmm. And he, he they, they, um, Disney, Marvel, I cannot wait for the director's cut. I've, I hope there is one. I there, really there's going to be. There's going to be a director's cut. They've already on, announced it? On the Blu-ray, yep. There's going to be extended oh. stuff and an alternate ending. Wow. I know. Alternate ending? Wow, I'm excited. I know. All right, Blu-ray, please come now. I'm ready to see <laughs> the rest of this. Because I really think that... I think he probably did a better job of explaining certain things in the director's cut or in, in his original three-hour cut. Because there's certain things that do feel super rushed. I'm okay with it because I'm like, just get to the next thing. But, I, I mean, I'd definitely be okay with a three-hour cut of this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be down. I would probably be okay with a three-hour cut of all of the Marvel movies so far. <laughs> all right, what else we got? So you like the Visions intro scene, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so did Mr. Brian Murphy. He said the intro for Vision was sick. I completely agree, Brian Murphy. That was my favorite scene by far. So good. So, so, so good. <laughs> oh, also, speaking of him, him and Thor, when Thor speaks up for him or something and he thanks him for say, for letting him out or whatever, uh, for, 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 for energizing no, him. Yeah, uh, Thor just held his hand up. To kind of stop everybody and be like, hold on, guys. I yeah. think this is all right. Well, basically, he has a little connection with Thor right then. Yeah. And immediately he uh, generates a cape on the back yeah. of himself. He, just he like eyes Thor's. Thor a little bit and is like, I want that look. So good. So good. <laughs> that scene. And he got bracers, too, at the same time. Oh, did he? Yeah, he generated bracers, bracers, too. That's awesome. I... Love, and I just talked about it, but you're, you're totally, I don't, I don't, and that's a short feedback to be like, dwell on it more, but I'm gonna, cause it's so f***ing good. Um, the, uh, that scene just, it was so alien at the same time. Like I felt sort of nervous. Like I didn't know, yep. I don't know who Vision is. They don't know who Vision is. He feels so strange. It felt like something out of a, um, like a species movie it Reminded or me of Superman, to be honest. Huh. With the way that he was floating. Yeah, I can see that with the way he's floating. With the way that he was floating, plus the fact that he's really powerful. And that amazing, badass, like, glass that was he was looking out over. Just the view combined with his purple. It just was so good. Such a beautiful scene. Yep. And then as he sees his reflection, he's like, oh, I'm naked. And generates, like, a different color over himself. Yeah. And then <sighs> he sees Thor and he's like, that's a good look. I want that look. Yeah. He's like, this is what people do. 
<laughs> All right, next feedback. Uh, Mr. Stephen Michael, he said, I liked it, but didn't love it. Uh, great intro from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Those of us that watched it knew what was going on. Felt like the Vision didn't get enough fight time at the end. Also, how is it possible for, spoiler alert, Iron Man and Thor to destroy the city and Iron Man not be killed by that explosion? Side note, where could the Hulk be going? Mm. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> so many things. So many things you've touched on, uh, Stephen Michael. Yes, the the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. intro, like the, the lead-in to that scene yeah. was... Great. It it validates everything in the show. It validates the show in its entirety. <laughs> huh. Yeah, it kinda it kinda like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it what do you mean? Like Like the existence of the team has well, now helped the Avengers and helped this major problem. Yeah, like they they have a point to them. <laughs> like the show has a point other than to just be an extra little sure, thing. But kinda they just didn't helped create Ultron. <laughs> they did kinda help just create Ultron. <laughs> Uh, kind of not so great. Uh, I mean, plus they're they're in, they're they're introducing uh, the Inhumans, so like the show is getting some real traction as far as like being relevant and important yeah, to the MCU. It's true. It's true. Uh, he also says that he felt like Vision didn't get enough fight time at the end. I think there wasn't enough Vision time in general. This is actually <laughs> a point that I wrote in my notes. We need a Vision movie. We need a Vision standalone movie. Maybe. We need a Vision standalone movie. Maybe. That character is so good. Maybe. <laughs> he needs to be in all of the movies then. <laughs> Just all I can of see them. that. He could probably be in all of the movies. He could be in Civil War for sure. He's gonna be. He has to be. Yeah. Well, that's not announced no, yet. He has it? to be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, um, spoiler alert. Possible spoiler alert. Iron Man and Thor to destroy the city and Iron Man not be killed by that explosion. Side note, where could Hulk be going? It was the heat cap. Because he talked about putting a heat cap on it, and he, he kind of superheated the end of it where he was, and it blew it all out sideways. Yes. It, it was kind you of a see... directional explosion. They, they, do... they science their way out of killing him. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get... Yeah. I, th- I think... That, and you do see him there in the explosion at the end, uh, still completely contained in his suit and flying, just barely being missed by the explosion. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's one of those things. I, you just gotta, I guess, believe that his uh, Iron Man suit is stronger He's a superhero. than the explosion. He's, He's a superhero. A superhero. Uh, Duh. But also, you see him at the end dodging... Through rocks and uh, you see, you see Thor actually looks like he's been knocked out and fallen into water. Yeah, Thor just takes it. <laughs> yeah, but Iron, Iron Man actually just dodges a lot of the stuff. So I well, think Thor is also really, really tough. Yes, that is true. And uh, where is Hulk going? Right, where is Hulk going? We don't know. I don't even know for real. Uh, we do not know. Uh, you know, early reports last year said that this movie were going to end with. That scene of Hulk on a ship. Did you hear those spoilers? Mm-mm. Uh, there were spoilers, and this was almost like seven or eight months ago. All these different reports came out that were going to end with Hulk on a ship heading into space. Yeah, and that was going to okay. leave the planet Hulk. Like that. That was this whole thing. But and then when it happened, when he's on that ship, then I was like, Oh no, is it going to happen? Like, is, it, are they, <laughs> is that those... going to be a thing? Did I get spoiled eight months early? This is crazy. Uh, but apparently not. I guess that ship was not space. Worthy. Well, they could have, because they. I mean, when Fury came up and said that you know we found this thing, splashed down out in whatever sea, it could be the Quinjet, but with Stark 
uh, stealth tech, we're not sure. Mm. Could be something else. Hulk could have gone to space. Mm. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hulk going to space seems unlikely in a Quinjet, but he is Hulk. So I guess if they can, if 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 that if that Quinjet is propelled enough to break the G's of gravity to get out of the planet, then I guess he could survive in space. I don't know. Maybe. It's not, not, not looking too good for that. I doubt that they're going for Planet Hulk. I doubt it too, but it'd be cool. Well, uh, Universal also still owns the uh, solo film rights for the Hulk. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, they, they've they got I it... I did not know that. They've got it allowed to where uh, Marvel can put him in the Avengers, but he his solo film rights are still with Universal. Weird. Yeah, I know. That's really strange. I did not know that. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo came out and said that, uh, I think, last week. Huh. I haven't been able to report on it yet. That's crazy. All right, we may talk about that some more tomorrow. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Further feedback. Uh, let's let's go with Mr. Brian Murphy again. Uh, he said, I didn't expect the ending to be that emotional, intense, and all-around amazing. Personal opinion, it was way better than the first one. The new heroes are amazing. How it got the poor... Or how... How it got the poor ratings by some baffles my mind. I, I'm with you, Brian. I think, like, I'm start, I can see, upon a second watching, I can see why some people wouldn't like it. But I just loved it. It was made for me. Like, this movie was just made for me. <laughs> this was mine. Thank you. It was... I, I loved it. It was made for me. It was a love letter directly to me. Like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Joss Whedon. Um, so, so yeah, I'm with you, Brian Murphy. But I, I think we have some... Uh, Justin Michael Waters uh, sent some feedback as well. And he may allude to why uh, he, he didn't like it. I was extremely, in all caps, disappointed with this movie. Well... Not even a movie, really. Just an empty amusement park ride. <laughs> it was just a bunch of set pieces connected by flimsy dialogue and cheap jokes. Huge plot holes and lazy writing. Tony is just back in the Iron Man suit without explanation for Iron Man 3. Strucker just dies off camera. Falcon appears at the beginning of the movie, disappears for the entire middle, and then just reappears at the end without explanation. <laughs> Ultron underdeveloped, Vision underdeveloped, the twins underdeveloped, and those are just a few of my many complaints. It makes me sad how much I dislike this film. I am so sorry, Justin. That's a bummer. Um, I wish there was something I could do about it. Yeah, I wish I could. Uh, wish I could tell you differently. I think that that's. Um, some of these things I can understand why you'd feel this way. I don't feel that way, but um. I know you. Well, one complaint that you had yourself was why is why why is Tony in a suit after Iron Man three? Right. I think he just he just is. He just is. That's he just a dumb he's addicted to being in the suit. He's addicted to Iron Man. Might as well face it, Joe. Addicted to suits. I can't quit you, Iron Man. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I went there. Uh, <laughs> I I have to agree though with the the Strucker dying off camera. I didn't like that Strucker think died off camera. We might get that in Agents of Shield. Ooh, they they were after literally going after Strucker the last time we saw them. Look at you with your thoughts. Just thinking. Also, I he wish died I could camera, kiss your beautiful mind. And we had a picture of him. We didn't really have great proof. Um, yeah, it could be that he's still alive somewhere. I could see that. 
I don't like the idea of them just leaving it at Strucker dies off camera. I totally agree. So much could have happened with that. Like, uh, they could have shown up to question, um, to question Strucker, and then the uh, Ultron bots show up at the same time, and they fight, and then in the conflict, somehow Strucker gets killed, and one of the like faltering or faltering bots is you know, like writing on the it wall. It could be one of the things they had to cut to get it down to time. It could be. It, it, I, 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 it, but the Avengers probably didn't show up because they obviously didn't. Uh, but it could be there was a scene where Ultron shows up to get some information from Strucker or stop it and there's a whole Ultron Strucker scene and I, that we never, we'll never know. Um, what if they put that on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That would be so good. That would be so good. Oh my gosh. I like that Dr. List was in the film. After oh, being yeah. in the episode, yeah, yeah, that's always great. Uh, it was very similar to what happened last year with um, Sitwell. Yeah, yeah, he like left the show and then just went on to the movie. Yeah, like again, validation for the for the series. Like, I love that. I love that they're just like this is actually a thing, guys. Yeah, it's like, absolutely um, interconnected. Uh, interconnectivity. As much as people want to act like it's not. <laughs> Um, and as for underdeveloped, I um, I I didn't think Ultron. Would, I I definitely could see Ultron have been being more developed. Like they could have spent some time with a good Ultron bot who's like learning their ways, and I don't know. And then finally he flips, but it just they just went they went right to it. And I thought that Ultron was one of the best Marvel villains yet. I think. Other than Loki, I think he's probably the best Marvel villain we've had. Well, speaking of that... Maybe Ronan. Mr. I like Ronan, too. Mr. Some people didn't like him. Mr. Waters has uh, a few things to say about that. Uh, he tweeted at us. He said, when are we going to start calling Marvel out for these terrible villains? Minus Loki and Kingpin. Oh, that's true, Kingpin. Kingpin. Ultron was nothing but a bad joke. Mm. Although, I do want to address real quick the Falcon... Um, there's a reason for the Falcon being there and then not being there and then showing up at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They, they, they did say that. Like he said, you know, avenging is your thing. Your world is crazy. Yeah. He said like, I'm sorry I could have been there. Oh, well if I had known it was going to be a firefight, I would have called you. He's like, no, 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 no. I was just saying that. Well, and he even says, uh, I've been chasing down, I've been chasing down a missile missing persons case. So he's on the case of the winter soldier. Yeah. He said, I'm very happy chasing cold leads on our missing persons case. It's funny that it's cold leads when it's, they're trying to find the winter soldier, (laughs) but you know, that's a silly pun aside. So he's doing that. And then at the end, he's just like, okay, I need to be a part of this big thing because this is going to be a big thing. It's going to be a very big thing. I don't... No, I do like it. I do like that he shows up with a functional Falcon suit and it like folds back in on it or and yeah. and is in a backpack. I was going to say that I don't like that they didn't explain that, but God, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how he has a, a functional suit again. Yeah. Because that was like U.S. Army tech. He just... They could have... Tony Stark built him another one. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Shield built him one. Whatever. Easily, easily could have fixed that. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about the Iron Man 3 thing. Like, I agree there's a there's a jump in the character there. We don't... There's obviously something's happened we don't see, but I'm okay with something happening off screen. It's kind it's of a shift. A, it's a character shift, though. Less, less of I a don't really think it shift. Is. When he picks up that, uh, that screwdriver at the end... I think all bets are off. I think he goes right, right back to work. I think, I think he straight up I just lied can't to Pepper. Quit you. 
I just can't quit you, Iron Man. I just can't quit you. Brokeback Iron Man. God, wow. So, uh, Justin Waters also said, Avengers Age of Ultron as a movie is a 5 out of 10. As an amusement park ride, 10 out of 10. Pretty <laughs> disappointed in the lack of story. And then later he says, the more I think about it, the angrier I get. It was so <laughs> empty. I didn't care at all when a character died. Just empty calories. I'll, uh, I'll go with him on the character death. I didn't really care. I cared what it did to Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, there was a little more development behind her. For the amount of screen time all these people had, I really felt like all of them were pretty developed, honestly. Like, I agree, we could have spent more time, but that's what an Avengers movie is. It's you're not spending much time with anybody. That's kind of the, what I was feeling about it. As, like, from the beginning, it's like, this is an Avengers film. It's not a let's talk about the twins kind of film. Yeah. It's a let's get the later. team together. We can address individual characters in separate movies later. We got way more of, uh, in, in Captain America 2, we got so much more of Captain America and of Black Widow. Yeah. We, 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 knew, we learned more about Black Widow in that movie than we've ever learned about her in an Avengers movie, which is the only place where she'd appeared previously. We still have learned... Oh, I'm well, sorry, Iron Man Iron 2. Man 2. We still learned a lot about her in this film, though. I agree. With her history. I agree. Man, her history. And I, that's the thing. The character development in this movie was wonderful. All those, <laughs> all those, the imagery in those people, they're, they weren't necessarily their worst fears, but uh, the imagery that Scarlet Witch sent them into uh, taught us a lot about five of the Avengers, you know? Right. Uh, I just, oh, well, four of the Avengers. I'm sorry. Oh, that is one thing that I wanted to mention. In her past, uh, we see Julie Delpy, but she did look a lot like an older version of Dottie Underwood from Agent Carter. Oh. Which I thought was really interesting. That is really interesting. Somebody mentioned that she her was Her name on... was Madam B. That is very interesting. Uh, what was the girl's name in Agent Carter? Do we remember? Dottie Underwood. Dottie What was her real... Do we know her real name? Like the actress? Or the, no, the... Uh... Oh, her like her Russian name. name, Russian name, whatever. No, I don't remember. That's just Madam B. I was curious if it might be. I I thought the same thing when I saw her. I was like, Oh my god, is that? If her name, yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that it looked a lot like her. I just don't know that the time frames line up. Well, she was very young in Agent Carter in the forties. True. And if we're talking, this is two thousand sixty in this in 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 this, which I don't know. She she didn't look sixty to me. But if she's sixty, forty years later, it'd be the eighties. Um, could Black Widow be like fifteen in the eighties? Yeah, easily. Yeah, I guess too. I guess so. Yeah, I like it. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? If the, validate Agent Carter oh, at the same gosh. time. That's great. Oh, God. Anyway, so back to feedback, right? Yep. So we got some more Twitter feedback. Uh, Mr. Donald Martin hit us a bunch of times. He's he's the other end of the spectrum from Mr. Waters. Uh, he said, "I never use all caps, but oh my freaking goodness!" Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! The movie was not what I expected, even with all the clips, but it was amazing. You know, me too. I, and we talked about it on the cast a bunch, that I thought we were going to get Ultrons trying to destroy the entire world as Ultron bots, like going around as an army of them. I didn't expect what we got. I really didn't. Um, I was, maybe, I was excited about the other way, but I was not disappointed by this. So I don't know. I was kind of excited about the idea of there not being the one MacGuffin where you have to destroy the one thing 
to stop the plan, you know? Like, yeah. like I was excited about seeing an Avengers movie where they're just going to have to go around and destroy a lot of Ultrons, you know? Like, yeah. they, it's army versus army, you know? Yeah. But uh, this was... I still really enjoyed what we got. I In the in the trailers, he kept saying the extinction... The only way uh, to true peace is extinction. Yeah. But in the movie, he said the extinction of the Avengers. Yeah. Which is a different thing. Like it I, is a lot different. At which, in the end, he did want the extension of the human race, but that wasn't his goal for most of the movie. I actually, it had me guessing. I was kind of wondering, like, where they were going with that. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of almost agreed with Ultron a little. Like, <laughs> like, is he right? Are they? Are they the monsters? And then he same uh, way that Joss Whedon did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avengers have to die. This, is, I just. Ah, I didn't know. Now I have to reshoot the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, Donald Martin also said, Am I the only one who thought they should have played the Incredible Hulk sad theme music while he was flying away in the Quinjet? Oh, that's genius. Genius, (laughs) Donald Martin. Missed opportunity. Totally missed opportunity. Like, maybe like some strings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that would have been the Lonely Man theme. Yep. So good. Yep. Uh, Donald Martin also said on Twitter, Another Age of Ultron thought, We didn't get the handcuff on the bed, but the Black Widow flashback had plenty of the feel of Agent Carter. Oh, absolutely. It absolutely did. And we did just talk about that, so we don't have to dwell on that anymore. Yeah. Uh, and um, The Fej. The Fej. The backwards Jeff, the reverse Jeff, the anti Jeff, as it were. He, he tweeted at us. Bizarro with, Jeff. <laughs> uh, he's tw- he sorry, tweeted sorry, at us. Marvel, Marvel podcast, right? Marvel. God. Nega Jeff. Anyway. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> How dare you? He tweeted at us with Quicksilver. I thought Hill, when talking about his powers, made it seem like he could quick heal like the Flash. Here we go again hmm. with DC stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of got that. I, see, I really thought they might be going somewhere like that. Well, she said, like, enhanced metabolism. Or no, like, yeah, very rapid metabolism and enhanced. She very much scienced that. Yeah, she sciences it. Uh, she, but eventually he, she just says, he's fast and she's weird. <laughs> like, I understood what she was talking about with, uh, with uh, Scarlet Witch. And none of that added up to weird yeah. for me. No, no, it was it was it was really good. Uh, it was it was. I, I just really like that line though. She, he's fast and she's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of got that. And and you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about making death matter in the MCU, uh, in that cracked video we watched. <laughs> um, I. I'm glad they didn't just immediately bring him back, but they definitely had, they definitely could have with him being a, an, an enhanced person and with them having the cradle, it seemed like they were going to bring him back. Like, I, yep. I'm like, Oh, they'll just bring him back. It's fine. Uh, but no, they, it doesn't look like they're going to. What about GH325? Uh, maybe if there is any left. Yeah. Well, there very well could be. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping they don't, though. We've been talking about them making Death Matter. Also, I want them to make that character matter. <laughs> I agree. He's a long-standing Avengers member. He can't just die. Yeah, well, you know what? I, you know the other 
part that I bet played into killing Quicksilver. Somebody had to die. That and it's Joss Whedon. And he's already over at Fox. Ah, yeah, maybe. I think I think they they were like, well, we need him for this storyline, but if we got to get rid of one, we might as well get rid of one that's going to uh, be in competition. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I didn't like the one at Fox as much. I loved the one at Fox. He was so different from from the the comic book character. Yeah, I don't care about that. Okay, <laughs> you might not, but he was not like himself at all. Yeah, that doesn't matter to me. Uh, I just matter about what's a good character. But though the scenes in uh, Days of Future Past with Quicksilver were by far the best, very scenes. enjoyable, so enjoyable, very enjoyable. So I, I, th- I not think, like the character that I'm used to. Yeah, that didn't matter to me. Uh, <laughs> also, he was like a teenager, so maybe like young teenage Quicksilver was like that. But maybe older Quicksilver became more mature and develops an accent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what my like 10 year old brain would do and I'd see things like that that didn't make sense where it was like you uh, just make it make sense I in the weirdest maybe, way maybe he went to Russia for a while I don't know <laughs> like, yeah he went to Russia Sokovia to be, for a while to be a smaller agent <laughs> those are smaller agents I don't get it. You don't get it? No, when when they went to Clint Barton's house, to Hawkeye's little safe house with his wife and kids, mm-hmm. and Linda comes walking up. Oh, right, right. And Tony's like, this is an agent of this some is kind. This an agent of some kind. <laughs> These are and the kids run it. Smaller. Smaller agents. agents. Yeah, I love that. That was really fun. <laughs> I pointed out to you in the theater um, that when they were walking up to the house... Yeah, and they were all single file. It looked kind of like the Abbey Road, an Abbey thing. Road kind yeah, that, of thing. That was really funny. Yeah, I, I would love like a superhero Abbey Road look mm-hmm. for like a T-shirt. I want that. Can mm-hmm. I have that? Somebody make that for me. Yeah, Jeff will buy an Abbey Road T-shirt. I, I, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> buy? I, dude, I'm paying for a puppy. Like, it's an expensive dog. Oh yeah, I heard you about your expensive dog. I don't want to talk about it. I think we should talk about it. I, I don't want to talk about your it. Dirty laundry uh, right here. Nope. How much was that dog, Jeff? It's um, <clears throat> There's a $500 deposit on it right now. Get it back. I can't. It's non-refundable. Yeah, don't spend the rest of the money on that dog. That's crazy. It's $1,900. That's crazy. It's an English bulldog. Yeah, those things have horrible health problems. But they're, they're the worst. They're adorable. Yeah, you're supporting a puppy mill. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supporting an AKC-registered breeder. Okay. Who, not just that, but they have gone, or they have sent their pups on to be in movies and also be championship dog show dogs. You're crazy. Dogs. Buy a mutt from a pound. No, I, be, I want an English bulldog. They'll be just as great. I've, they won't snore and fart Yeah, that's the so same gross. Way. Dude, that's awesome. All right. It's a dog I can identify with in every way. Oh. All right. I well, love English Bulldogs. That's all the feedback. Is there anything we want else <laughs> that we want to cover about this movie? I kind of want yes. to go through all the characters and talk about them. Well, you go ahead. What do you got? I got a lot of things. Where did the Hulk's lullaby come from? Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, me either. It just I mean, kind of happened. They developed it. When did they have time for that? I mean, there's been a lot of time since the last movie. <laughs> Maybe, and we don't know. We have no idea what Hulk's been doing this whole time. He could have been sitting yeah, but there. we know what Scar or what uh, Scarlett Johansson's been doing. Well, we know Black what Widow. she did for like a week. Yeah, she brought down Shield. Yeah, but 
Hey, she, nobody got time for Hulk when you bring it down Shield. Yeah, it seems like since that, since they brought down Shield, they mentioned it in the movie that since they brought down Shield, they've been having a lot of sorties together. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. They've done a bunch of missions trying to find the staff. Maybe. I, I'm sure when, when, when S.H.I.E.L.D. went down, uh, Thor was like, wait, S.H.I.E.L.D. had uh, Loki's staff, which was an important artifact we need. Uh, we need to make sure that gets in the right hands. And then they tracked him down, and they've been tracking Hydra for months and months. I could see that. Now, since we're going into character, and yep. we're kind of already talking about character like that, let's talk about Hulk and Black Widow. All right. I am not too certain that I agree with the romance. Mm. It felt a little forced to me. You know, I might agree with you if I thought there was any kind of romance. I felt like they were trying to make a romance happen. I think, as far as character, based on how that all happened, she might have had some genuine feelings for him, but she straight up manipulated him. Throughout the whole movie. She manipulates him into liking her so she can calm him down. She is his lullaby. But Maybe. but she's there for the mission, man. And I think there was a genuine... I think there is genuine feelings there. But in the end, she's there for the mission. And I loved the, I loved the fact that he thought there might be a romantic chance. But she just... Oh my gosh. I adore you. Kiss. Push. But I need the other guy right now. I could, that is okay. so bad, <laughs> and it just felt like it felt like he was a pet. It really did, and I don't mean the Hulk. It felt like Banner was her, was his, was her pet. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It was oh, rough. Okay. It was right. rough, rough, rough. I don't I don't feel like it was a uh, you know goo goo gaga romance moment at all. I thought it was like shit. She manipulated him. And then just shoved him off a thing so he'd, like, turn into his alter ego persona. That's that's crazy. That's crazy stuff. I loved it. I, so, so because it ended that way, I loved it. I have no problems with it. I wasn't thinking about it as her manipulating him. I guess I forgot that she was the Black Widow. <laughs> exactly. She's the Black Widow, man. So, now that I know that she's the Black Widow and I can think about it in that perspective, I like it a lot more. I think there is a part of her that says... I also don't like her for it. Right? No, that's the thing. But ever since that first moment, the first... Honestly, the first scene in in, in Iron Man 2 that she's in, all the way... And, and that first scene she's in in Avengers when she... In that chair and she's interrogating the guy. She is a master manipulator. She manipulated Loki. Yeah, she did. Like, she's... Thank she, you for your cooperation. More so than any of her fighting abilities, her manipulation is her superpower. And uh, I think that's what was happening there. Even if she really cares about him and wants wants it to be the truth, I think those all those things are flirtations. She's all about the mission. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. All right, what else you got? Okay. <laughs> what else can I refute? I'm not trying to be an apologist, but I really like this movie. I guess we've addressed mo more than anything Black Widow. So I guess we need to talk about the Hulk. Yeah. Since he was a part of that. He got manipulated. Yeah. Well, and, and He seemed like he was a team player. Like, hey guys, is this a code green? He gets manipulated a lot. I think that Banner is a weak character. 
And I don't mean weak as in, like, not an interesting character or a bad no, character. No, he's just a, not a very willful person. Yeah, I think he's kind of a weak person. Tony walks all over him. Well, he Tony all... convinces him to join him in being a mad scientist. Well, Tony also calls him out on that. Like, whenever he's going to switch sides away from Tony, Tony's like, is that it? You just give up? Show your belly anytime somebody snarls? Like, yes, he does it for you, too. <laughs> you fully expect it. He's kind of weak. He's weak-willed. He gets manipulated throughout this entire movie, so that's 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 banner for you this movie i wonder what he he's got to go deal with that shit that's like he's in that quinjet flying away. he's going to find himself yeah he's got to find himself he's got to figure out who banner is hey my therapist says that if i don't value my time nobody will <laughs> self-help self-help banner that's our new uh that's our we should create a twitter account <laughs> Self-help Bruce Banner. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Just... All right. What about... Let's talk about Tony Stark. Let's talk about Tony Stark. He created the Stark Relief Foundation. That that was cool. I like they just kind of randomly mentioned that he's doing humanitarian things to yeah. fix the places that they completely tear up. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, real bad. That was j- pretty pretty awesome. I'll... I love the world that this movie builds with throwaway lines. Like, that was such a throwaway line. Yeah. Is the Stark Relief Foundation on its way? Like, already there. Already there. Doing its work. And the random, like, how fast can we buy this building? Because he scanned it to make sure that there was no sign of life in it, and then bought it so that he could destroy it. Yeah. Which, I don't think he actually bought it before he destroyed it, but he... He planned he will probably pay for that building. <laughs> yes. It's pretty crazy. Especially since it was him and the Hulk destroying the whole the whole of that town. Um I We talked about uh, you know, him he where he ends in Iron Man three versus where he starts in this movie are different places. Um I would just say that he's he's addicted to being Iron Man. He really is. I think he's definitely addicted to it in Iron Man three. He's he's constantly working on his his Iron Legion that he's building, um, and that's uh, and he goes to great lengths to try to make the Iron Legion a big actual like good thing with Ultron, mm-hmm. and it goes to hell. Yeah, when he starts laughing after Ultron was created, oh, man. I thought he'd cracked for sure. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> I is, like, it, is this is it it? not funny? Is this it? Is is this not? Completely horrible. Oh no! Wait, no, it is. It's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He is dancing on the edge of being a villain. Like he really is. He's going to be. I it, at least in a cap film. Yep. Uh, it looks like. Yeah. And uh, I am so on board with that. Talk about sowing those seeds, man. Yeah, this movie built so much towards civil war. Um. And, man, <laughs> real good. There's so much going on. And the fact that he feels like a father to Ultron, like he calls him Junior. Yeah, it's so, there's so much of this movie that I I would love to see more of. And so I totally understand where everyone's coming from, where they say it's underdeveloped. Because I would love to see more of Tony dealing with Ultron directly. When he shows up, he's like... He hates you he's the like, most. He's like, you're never going to get all these people off. He's like, we're trying to save save lives. That's the mission. Or did you forget? Mm. Did you forget the mission? 
that, that moment's like... Way to call him out. The way he talks to his tech, the way he talks to Jarvis, and the way he's talked to his... He calls Jarvis buddy. Uh, yeah. Well, he, he, All he, the time. He talks to Jarvis that way, and he talks to his little uh, helper hands in the first two movies. Oh, the yeah. first two movies. He talks to them in such a way that feels like they're... They're his children. They really feel that way. And when he meets up with Ultron and speaks to him that way, he feels it felt the same to me. Um, I really, it, it, it was super sad moment to, <laughs> for for the for the Tony character because one of his creations is doing such horrible things. Yeah. yeah, but he's so he's just got such swagger all the time, and we really didn't get to see the real result of what he did. And I think we're gonna see that in Civil War. Yeah. Yep, yep. And he also, not only did he, like, almost completely wreck the world, but he made a man lose a hand. (laughs) Talking about Claw? Yeah. Yeah. Created a villain. Yep. Oh, no, he didn't, the Claw didn't create the, the hand didn't create the villain. What created the villain was Ultron giving him, like, six billion dollars. Yeah, that's fair. That's also a thing. So you have this gunrunner who's a bad, bad man, and he (laughs) gave him, like, six billion dollars. He was just like, now you're rich. Keep your friends rich, your enemies rich, and that... that... Find out which is which. That scene showed the insanity of Ultron. Right. More than any other scene, because of how he's just back and forth. He doesn't value human life at all. He's like, "Oh, well, here, have some money. Oh, I'm gonna cut off your arm. Sorry about that. I'm, are you okay? I'm, I'm sure that's going to be okay." And then he kicks him down the stairs. Like he's just back and forth and back and <laughs> forth and back. He really just played a great nuts robot. He really did. And <laughs> I just love it. I loved it. And um, oh, because of that line. And uh, and Claw was just like Tony Stark used to say that to me, yeah. and he was like, "Don't you compare?" And like ah, and he went nuts, and then just cut the guy's arm off. Yeah, that was crazy. And then there was no blood. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it didn't really show how he did that. This didn't really show how he cut his arm off. It looked like he'd done it with some hot because he. Well, it was his hand. No, he just, like, lopped it off. It was just Maybe weird. he superheated it was his hand. Weird. I don't know. Yeah, something like Did that. Did he have extremist robotness? <laughs> yeah. Extremist robotness. All right. Uh, Cap- Captain America. What do we think about Captain America? I like the characterization of Captain America in this one. All right. I like it a lot. I know you, 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 you and uh, our listener, Noel, had problems with... Uh, the characterization. I didn't in... necessarily have problems with it. It just I liked it more in the Winter Soldier. I really he liked. Seemed, I liked that he was still kind of old man mentality. Yeah. Every now and then, but he really took up the the role of being the leader mm-hmm. and just immediately giving the orders when great. they needed to. He's so so leader. Uh, he's so such a great leader in this movie. He was so leader. He was so leader. Very captain. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I really, there's one moment where Ultron, I think it's Ultron, says, do you really think you can live with a, in a world without war yeah. to Captain America? And then at the end of the movie, Captain America says, um, settling down, family, that's something I'm, I wanted once. And that man went into the ice. I think something ago, else yeah. came out. I connect those two. 
I think he, well, I think what Ultron said to him about war and how he needs it. Mm-hmm. It actually, really, it really hit, hit him. him. I think it hit him. And then he's, he says that line, he's like, you know what? He's right. And I, he's been, they had, they had a, I forget who really says it in, um, you know, in Winter Soldier, they mentioned that as well. His like, that's who he is. He is a soldier. What is he without his, without a war fight? Right. And when, uh, when he lost Peggy Carter, he lost his chance at that happy life. And now he is just a soldier again. And that's, and he's realizing that more and more, which I think is so sad, such a sad moment. And I love the connection between Ultron pushing that point home in his own, in his mind. And that's like, that's still resonating with him at the end of the movie. Well, even with his, uh, his, uh, Scarlet Witch vision in his head, like, the bad thing for him was being home with everybody, being mm-hmm. happy. And then well, for no, some reason, no, no, no. Like, everybody I, disappeared. I don't think that's it. I think the, the, the scary thing was everyone disappearing. Yeah. I think, I think what it was is he sees everyone and then they disappear and that's what's happened to him. Yeah. And him losing everyone he ever cared about is what, is what his, his greatest fear or what I, the way I took it is Scarlet, which was showing people, what they dislike most, what not just they needed fear. to see, to put them in the frame of mind she wanted them in. That's fair, because uh, she shows Tony what he needs, which is kind of his greatest fear of his fear of failure, so that he'll go home and experiment with Ultron. Like that was directly what he was trying to, what she was trying to get him to do. Not necessarily Ultron. Well, to self destruct. To self destruct, and and he self destructs in a magnificent fashion. Speaking of Ultron, where did he get the tractor beam powers? I don't know. I'm assuming it's just part of his robotness. Well, <laughs> I want to take this time to explain my evil plan. Yeah, I, I, it I like doesn't that explain. Didn't do that. I like that explain that monologue. At oh yeah, I loved that too. It was a great, great moment. Um, the power seemed. It looked similar to. Scarlet Witch's telekinesis? A little. So I... Because she was experimented on with the staff, and his mind came from the staff, maybe that's the link? Maybe. But it's a, it's a flimsy one. Maybe so. Anyway. Next character? Sure. Thor? Thor. Thor seems like a good one. He was solid. I, I got a sense in this movie, more so than previous movies... That he is, he was. This is just a battle on another planet for him. There were multiple moments in this movie where I felt like, you know, when you're watching Guardians of the Galaxy and you're on Xandar yep. and there's just a planet under attack. Yeah, this felt this movie felt like that, but on Earth. Right for Thor. Well, for Thor, but for me, in a, a couple of scenes where, um, when they talked about the truck, don't let the truck careen off of that, whatever. Or don't don't uh, don't shoot the driver because the truck will careen off and that could level the whole city because yeah, it's got the mind destroy. Yeah, and that was just so Guardians to me. And I it realized really this is just another world that you know this this world is just another world like Xandar. And uh, so when I'm thinking about Thor, it, it just made me it drove home the point that he's just he this is just one of the nine realms that he's watching over you yeah know? yeah and he's got he travels to other realms does things when he needs to but it, he's here 
uh, for a while at least. And and this Ultron battle is just another one of his battles. And if even if this world fell, it would just be another world of, of that, he, that you know that he did another world, another battle. Yeah, just another world. <clears throat> it's not his world. I, I don't know. I just, that, 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 for some reason, this movie that resonated in a way that I haven't really felt in previous well, Thor he films. Is, he is the protector. Of the nine realms. Yeah, I guess agreed. I ju- I guess just in previous movies, it felt so earth based. Yeah, and in this one, even though we never left Earth, I think it's really the first time we've seen a Thor movie where he didn't leave Earth <laughs> at all. Well, he does. He does. He goes. He takes off at the end. Um, well, that's just that's the end of the movie. Yeah, agreed. But he doesn't. He doesn't really leave Earth in this movie. No, he goes to see uh, Selvig. Yeah. For some reason. Uh, Selvig has to help him find the mystical waters. The water of sight. The water of sight. Whatever. I don't know why Selvig knows what the waters of sight are exactly. I don't either. He's an astronomer? <laughs> yeah, he's a physicist? Yeah. And oh, well. I guess he's studying the Nordic legends now? That's true. Maybe so. Or something. Because he was talking about the legends that have these waters. Maybe Loki told him? People that... Oh. That would be <laughs> mean. silly. <laughs> That he did hang people out with Loki that, for a while there. People that went into these waters, like, their legends don't end well. So maybe it's... I don't... They didn't really go into much detail of, like, why does Thor want to go to the waters of sight? Well, he wanted to find out... He wants to go back to his, his vision, more about but, his like, vision. Where, did, where did it come from? Like, what relevance does it have to anything? What the, Where did the vision come from, or where did the waters come from? Where did the waters come from? I'm, uh, how do how do they work? Yeah, where was Tony Stark to science it for me? That's like asking where Iron Man's suit came from. <laughs> Things I want to know. <laughs> that's on the list. <laughs> oh, okay. Any other characters we want to run by? Oh man, um, there's a lot. We may, there are a lot of characters. We may have to cover it another day. We're running out of time here. Um, I feel like we've touched on everyone. So anyone we haven't touched on the Vision. No, oh, we touched on the vision a good bit. Okay. He has a um, phasing power that never got talked about. I do feel like uh, someone mentioned him being underdeveloped. Justin Waters did. I see that. But I did. He also he, didn't get enough screen time. He came in at the last 30 minutes of the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he was literally born yesterday. Like, he's born in the last two days of this movie. Oh, somebody um, we didn't talk about. Hawkeye. You know, we didn't talk about Hawkeye. As much as they focus on him in this movie, <laughs> we didn't I still talk about him. didn't care all that much. Like, <laughs> I, I like, hate to say it. I like him a lot. I like that he was the, the one person that grounds everything. Because, like, you think about it. The other human on the team, the other, well, yeah. the other normal human on the team. Is a billionaire philanthropist, playboy. Well, there's that guy. And I, I'm not calling him normal. But the other, the <laughs> other one is... Uh, Scarlett, or Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, mm-hmm. and she's got this crazy background. Hawkeye doesn't have a crazy background. He's like the all-American guy that didn't go under surgery to be a super soldier. He's just really good with a bow and arrow, yeah. and has a family on a farm. Yeah, I, <laughs> we didn't did know about me. any of that. We didn't know about any of that, and it did surprise me that he has a family on a farm. So, family of smaller agents. <laughs> Well, and like they focus so much on him being like, well, you know, this is the last project. Well, no, well, well, well I've got this one more project. And like he's gonna die, <laughs> and then he's got all these little awesome really, clips. 
it really made me think he was gonna die. The, the whole movie, I thought he was gonna die. The city is flying. Okay, the the city is flying. <laughs> We're fighting an army of robots, and I have a bow and arrow. Okay, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> I love him for that. Yeah, he was great in this. I had no problems with him. I still found his character to be the least interesting somehow. Uh, but, you know. I liked that he was quippy. I liked that he was quippy, too. He was funnier than this. And there was some moments where he reminded me a lot of Malcolm Reynolds. That moment, yes. actually. Yes. That and uh, where, he drew the, where he drew the bow. And had it looking. He was looking at Quicksilver. And no like, one would know. Nobody would know. Oh, last time I saw him, Ultron was sitting on him. It's really too bad. Really, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss the kid. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I did I did like him a lot. I did like him a lot in this movie. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for this week. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a member of the Hellcarrier Network. Uh, if you want to hit us up, we are at mcucast.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mcucast, at mcucast on Twitter, mcucast at gmail.com, or you can just call us and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. We would love to hear from all of you. We have had a great time talking to you about Age of Ultron tonight. We will talk to you soon. (laughs) 